Welcome to Four Thoughts of Our Founders, the podcast for the Higher Education Leadership Foundation. We are practitioners, scholars, administrators, and researchers seeking to find like-minded individuals committed to creating rich cultural capital for the sole benefit of this space. Most importantly, we at Health describe ourselves as zealots of this sacred space. God the Rat Pack in the building today. It's going to be a really good time. Hold on. I'm riding with the founders today. Greg D's on the ones and twos. Elford Anthony Pinkard, president extraordinaire of Wilberforce University and the woman who is running up and down the, the great state of Louisiana like she's Jamaican, Dr. Melva. <laughs> Christy Williams, Vice Chancellor right. of Suno and <laughs> Susla. What's going on, party people? How y'all doing today? Hey there, how are you? Good, man. We up, we, we up in the building. We up in the building. Boy, it feels good to have my hitters with me. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Everybody cool? Every, we're good. We are great. I'm Under over the here socially yeah. distancing. You're, what, you're doing what? I'm socially distancing. Yeah, I was just about to ask, how are things going in, in uh, everybody's necks of the wood? <clears throat> well, well, you know, go ahead. No, no, I'm still reflecting. <laughs> well, you know, I'm unlike you all. I'm I'm in a, I'm in a very rural uh, environment here. So even under normal circumstances, um, people are You're scared. socially distancing. People are scared. And so uh, on most days, people. I see people are scared. And so on most days, I don't see a lot of people um, and, you know, just rolling hills and, and farmland. And mm. the only time I have to be conscious of, of maintain, maintaining a distance, <clears throat> excuse me, is when I go uh, – to the uh, to the Kroger to when you go food. when you go in town <laughs> to the Kroger when I go Kroger. to town when to I go make to town groceries. exactly <laughs> to make groceries. oh going to make groceries and in fact I did that yeah. today oh and, you did uh, were you suited up were you I was, all I was all suited mad. up but I can tell you this um, people were too close for me Melba Melba they were too close I bet you Tony had on one of those disposable suits. Right. No, I just had on I had on my mask. And okay, I had my gloves. Okay, but uh, but I really felt that people, you know, coming up behind you, trying to reach over to get a lemon. Oh no, and, baby! You know, you're looking oh, around. Oh no, say, baby! What, what about no, baby. Don't you understand? You know, <laughs> so, you not understand. Have but you, at any rate, doesn't um, this doesn't so this bag, make yeah, you bag 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 hey? Doesn't this doesn't this make you uh, more conscious of how grossly disrespectful we all were of each other's personal space? Yeah, though? absolutely, mm-hmm, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, absolutely. What about so what, you? Um, as, I, yeah, I was gonna say, especially as black people, you know, we all up on each other, and mm-hmm. and being from Louisiana, we like to hug, we like to touch, we're. Um, just very connected, and as you can see, the outbreak has um, exactly has really 
been exacerbated here in Louisiana. And, it, it you know, I, I'm guessing part of it could be cultural because we mm. are really oh, yeah. um, a very connected people. Man, that's a so, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is a, we're a very connected people. Mm-hmm. And further for me, uh, I'm realizing all of the things you really don't have to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you know, I looked at my calendar and I was going through and I was beginning to. I'm a, I'm a calendar organizer. professionally. Somebody it wants me painful. to do this. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It has to be scheduled. It has to be on the track. All right. We appreciate, so we appreciate it, but I'm, it's painful. I know. Mm-hmm. You guys have to endure this. So I started to delete things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I am not going to this. Like, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. And things were canceled and you realize uh, the severity of, um, you know, the situation that we're in. And more importantly, the things that God just said, you know what, you you going to have a seat. We will mm-hmm. not be doing this. We should have done. Get over there and but set yeah, out. For me, Set down somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And be quiet. And be quiet. And be still. And but you know what else I'm doing? I am doing all of the skincare things that I thought that I would break out and didn't want to go out in public. So I'm using those products. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying if I break out. Who, who go be, check me, boo? Who right. go check me? I'm home. Okay. So I all of the stuff in my in my closet in my mm-hmm. uh, cabinet here I am using and I'm trying. <laughs> so I'm gonna come out with either some broke out skin or, or the best skin ever, or with a glow. Or well, the best skin ever. Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna count it all, Joy. And just say it'll be a glow. <laughs> I'm gonna have a glow. You know, I'm so happy uh, that I have my own Barbara. Because I know some folks are going to be struggling. Looking, looking. Baby, y'all like looking. Pink heart, how is your hair? Oh, I'm bald. I'm bald. I'm bald. Okay, so you just, you just, I mean, you know, around, you're just totally. But you know, I was was trending in that direction anyway. Right, Mm. okay. You know, and through no, through no uh, intention of my own. Just age and and uh, male pattern baldness mm-hmm. was trending me in that direction. So <laughs> I've just gone completely bald. And uh, what what is it called? It's What's the technical version? Male male pattern baldness. <laughs> only only guard. <laughs> male pattern baldness. <laughs> you start losing your hair. It just starts going. It just leaves you. Uh, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. But uh, you know you can so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, so I, I don't have that issue. I don't have you know, I don't have the, the barber issue uh, any longer. So. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I, so then I want to check in with you guys. How are you doing with the work? How many Zoom calls have you all? Oh um, are we goodness, Zoom proficient? I'm getting a doctorate. I am doing a um, certification course mm-hmm. on how to enter a Zoom room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting that you would ask that because I'm uh-huh. holding meetings. Uh, I'm just holding simple conference calls. I've just not utilized Zoom. And I guess, um, and that's worked with me and my uh, cabinet. But I suspect that there are probably some cabinet members who are probably saying, I wonder why we aren't doing Zoom calls. I just never really thought about it. I mean, mm-hmm. we just continued with our regular conference calls. Which, uh, they oh. come through clearly. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been on Zoom calls, and interestingly, on those calls, uh, I'm typically not on the, I typically don't activate the video. I'm just on the call. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So, I, I, but I'm noticing that everybody's using Zoom. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you mm-hmm. something. The best part mm-hmm. of Zoom mm-hmm. is when multi generational uh, folk are on on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Trying to get on the nose hairs up, up in the up. camera. Can you see me now? Can you see me? <laughs> Y'all, can you hear me? I'm on. Yeah. And hey, see, that's yes, that's exactly right. It is. I, it's painful. Yeah, that is exact. That and I made that assumption. My experience has been: you spend five, ten minutes of your meeting trying to get the technology right so that you can conduct business. That's and correct. I just find that uh, that's. Right. I just find that. Let me just let's just have a regular old fashioned, old school conference call. I can hear you all. I don't need to see you. I don't need to see you. And particularly now when most of us are in our pajamas and in and not looking our best anyway. So I don't need to see I don't need you. to see you. I, I can hear I can hear you. <laughs> that's in my position. Really. I mean that's and Tony, it works. You you, sh- it. you should you really should just do it once just to see. I mean, it just, will. Just, oh my goodness, it's hilarious! Laugh, huh? I, I, yeah, so that you yeah. can call us afterwards. Yeah, and like it'd be like, oh my goodness. But yeah, but but I should nice. warn you also. Uh, you you mm-hmm. have to make sure that that thing is unlocked because they have this. What is it? Zoom bombing now. Bombing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Zoom hijacking. That? Zoom bombing. That is where. Oh my god. Um. Go ahead, Melva. Tell them what Zoom bombing is. Yeah, so people come on, they take over your Zoom, they get your passcode or your information, and they get on Zoom and they play porn or they yell out profanity. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. I know you like profanity. Love, oh, now that I would be a, that would be a. I would love for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I just can. That, just having a wonderful, wonderfully productive meeting, and, and somebody boom. Zoom bombs us mm-hmm. and starts just cussing all over the place. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely terrible. Mm. We have not been bombed. Have either of you that experience? Well, it has happened have... at our law school, at Southern University Law Center. We had a Zoom bomb. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, it happened. Um, it happened to us. One of one of our colleagues here uh, in all things mm-hmm. uh, Bible study. Mm-hmm. There was a Bible study going on. Our campus no. dean. No. Yes. No. And let me tell you what happened. Oh, that's horrible. Um, I think there was about 16 people on the line, uh, the campus uh-huh. dean, VP for health and wellness. They were doing, um, uh-huh. they were doing some type of, uh, programming with most of our students mm-hmm. who are probably religious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and a guy pulls down his pants and shows no. his arse, uh, on, no. on the screen. Yes. Oh. It initially see, started that. with yeah, vulgar that. language. Yeah. It initially started yeah. with vulgar language, wow. then moved to racist language, and yeah. then it moved to <laughs> pulling his yeah. pants down and showing his arse. Now, no. uh, what was so funny Out was Dominique, yeah. uh, our Dina Chaplin, uh, Dr. Robinson, was like, uh, she said initially, she was like, man of God, don't you know you're cursing? You know, she was really calm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, man of God, that's oh. inappropriate. You know, oh. she's mm-hmm. she's trying mm-hmm. to be nice. And mm-hmm. uh when that thing went to uh went to went down below, mm-hmm. um she she ah. she cut the, the uh time. she cut it off, yeah. She cut it off. Wow. So it's yeah, you know, not- it's just it's nonsense, but in yeah. a lot of ways it is it is consistent with crises and um 
when things are off kilter, it brings the mm-hmm. worst out of people. Yeah, yeah and how people will take advantage. Yeah. So, and it's so interesting to find that people will take advantage even in a crisis. I mean, I have mm-hmm. seen so many Instagram posts from Mayor uh, Cantrell and her team, who's mm-hmm. doing a phenomenal job, by the way, in New Orleans, mm-hmm. Mayor of New Orleans, and saying, beware of scam artists mm-hmm. that are trying to get over on elderly people mm-hmm. and others relative to the COVID-19 crisis. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is so disgusting that people mm-hmm. would take advantage of so many people or attempt mm-hmm. to, but people will find a way to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to try to get over even during a crisis. It's, it's, yeah. it's despicable. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the converse of that is also, and that, and this is what we want, where we want to live. And that is that uh, you're absolutely right. A crisis like, well, a crisis will bring out the worst in people in but, humanity, but it also will bring out the best that's as right. well. That's right. And, uh, and that's the, you know, these heartwarming stories of people doing incredible uh, things uh, that are kind. And, um, and so that, it there we have the, the two extremes which, I mean, is, which is human nature i mean we're let's, both we're right all, yes, let's start exactly. with the selflessness of the mm-hmm. most marginalized right, mm-hmm. right. the people who mm-hmm. are the frontline folk <clears throat> and mm-hmm. and even the healthcare workers who are doing some extraordinary work Man. and ordinary work let's I mean, hey, round can we get that mm-hmm. can we get some um we got it's do we have some applause? We have a. Um, mm-hmm. We, we need do. to find the applause for healthcare is. workers. There it is. There it is. Absolutely. There we go. Is. Stand Absolutely. up. Mm-hmm. Stand up for yeah. them. Represent. As one yeah. of my old, uh, one of the bishops, or not a bishop, but one of the preachers in the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church would say, I pause for your applause. Oh, you know what I want to do right now? I want to right now um, under our post, because we're going to post this. I want to everybody to shot to give a shout out to all of the HBCU healthcare workers. So if you know them, tag them and Mm -hmm. let's just celebrate them. And, um, you know, just Mm -hmm. just tag them under our post. Everybody. Who went to an HBCU? Who has labored at an HBCU? Who is a healthcare yeah. worker? I mean, we mm-hmm. love them all, but you know, we're HBCU centric, right and we're, we're just yeah. you know. So I don't want anybody to feel blighted, nor do we. We don't mm-hmm. want anybody to feel blighted. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, as we transition into our conversation here today, um, I posted a video of what mm-hmm. I thought was the most brilliant explanation mm-hmm. of COVID-19 and it was done by none other than Dr. James E.K. Hildreth uh, okay. MD, PhD, President and CEO of Meharry Medical College. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. when he his he message is. was don't be a vector. And vectors mm-hmm. are people mm-hmm. who are carrying it unbeknownst mm-hmm. to them. Exactly. Um, sure. and it was wow. just phenomenal. Wow. His video and it was produced, mm-hmm. you know, there on the campus. It was mm-hmm. it was really good. So I posted that on my social media, um, you know, probably two or three Someone days ago. That out. Yeah, yeah, it only got like yeah, 10 likes. But if it. I was breakdancing, mm-hmm. it would have been like 50 million gazillion likes, mm-hmm. you know. But, but, no, um, it would be like eight. If you were breaking up. Actually, not really, because I'm pretty fresh. I was, <laughs> I was pretty dope. Yeah, right. Did not so, have a okay, Jerry girl. Did not right have a Jerry now, girl. On my social media page, you're not ready. You want to see Felton break things. You ain't ready for the smoke. 
None of y'all. Please. So, please. so that would it, please post your request. Just not gonna happen. Just not because the, the smoke would be too intense. Oh, it's too much. Yes, okay. it's just there's too just much. too much jelly. In the, yeah, yeah, let me just that's okay. stop right there. Um, so, so what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Among other things, we're talking about what 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 has really been bothering us, and what has yeah. been bothering us is this newfound. I guess revelation that there are healthcare mm-hmm. disparities. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID nineteen oh, right. has brought mm-hmm. to light again um, mm-hmm. the disparities <laughs> in healthcare, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, right. I'm always amazed at how um, the implicit biases and, uh, and racial disparities in healthcare are illuminated in times of crises. It is just fascinating to me. And in this particular instance, when you look at the data and you look at the folks who are dying uh, Mm -hmm. from COVID-19, it is astonishing. In Mm -hmm. in the state of Michigan alone, I think there are. Let's okay. Let's go. Louisiana blacks represent one third of the state population, but seventy percent of Mm -hmm. the COVID nineteen deaths. Mm -hmm. Most of them are centered around New Orleans, and we know there's a high Mm -hmm. concentration. In Milwaukee Mm -hmm. County, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. blacks Mm -hmm. represent 45% of the diagnoses and over 70% of the deaths Mm. COVID-related are are that of Mm African-American. And men are dying at higher rates. Mm -hmm. This, I think you both had... Um, great experiences, mm-hmm. unfortunate experiences in the Hurricane uh, Katrina uh, mm-hmm. situation. Absolutely. What, mm-hmm. what, 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 was there a thread there? Was there a, a, well, a, 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 um, a revelation there or did America take note to the, the disparities at that time? I think what you're seeing now is what we saw in uh, Katrina. And I think it's what you see with any crisis. It's really sort of, sort of brings into bold focus um, what those health, economic, and social uh, disparities are uh, that, uh, that exist in this, in this nation, uh, particularly when it comes to people of African descent. And uh, Katrina did the same thing. It exposed those disparities in the city of New Orleans and, and, and much broadly in the state of Louisiana. And uh, always when that happens, there is a lot of hue and cry on the part of the, uh, the, the dominant press. And so now that's all the conversation now about these disparities as though uh, this is new. And uh, people in our community, we've known about these disparities and, and have worked to expose and to, uh, to uh, address those disparities. Um, um, but, yeah, we, you, you see this. And this is not new to us. Uh, it is unfortunate uh, to see it uh, so starkly um, um, and exposed um, and to recognize yeah. that uh, we are, in fact, suffering um, much more dispo- disproportionately uh, as a result of this crisis than, than other groups. Um, so. Am I? That's true. Yeah, Am- that's true. And I think, well, some of it is, I think it all possibly boils down to... Um, being poor. Mm-hmm. So with Katrina, you know, poor people could not evacuate, so they stayed mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. and they were left behind. Mm-hmm. And we saw the ramifications of that. That means the majority of those people um, died in the storm. Mm-hmm. So now you take 
uh, coronavirus and you have people that can afford to stay home and not uh, go out to work and do those uh, essential duties like cleaning and Mm -hmm. servicing and preparing meals for people. They don't have the luxury to uh, hunker down at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're out in the world being exposed to bring back to their families and their insurance. So if they're even, if they even have insurance, yes. doesn't cover mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. So they're not even on insurance. They can't afford to eat at whole check. And I mean, whole foods every day to eat <laughs> organic. I mean, so all <laughs> of these minute, things, wait a whole check, <laughs> Whole you can't eat a whole thing. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, you go in there and spend $900 to get two bags of groceries. Before so you know it. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Before you know it. Mm-hmm. So you can't afford to eat, you know, a certain way or to ex- go to the gym in the mornings mm-hmm. and in the afternoon. I mean, you know, because you have you work in the overnight shift. So yeah. when it hits, you know, if, if, if a white person or somebody that, ha- you know, that is rich gets a cold, we get the corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you yeah. talked about you talked about um, income disparities, but, you know, I also want to illuminate the um, health care quality um, that Absolutely. is a disparity. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but Dr. Fauci, like th- that's my dude. I, I had no mm-hmm. idea that he has been at, you know, oh, at the center yeah. since 1984. <laughs> and yeah. And, that's right. Yeah, and that's and right. so in doing yeah. research on him, I now understand that AIDS was where he really, really that's knocked it out the park. Right, that's where he came. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I fell mm-hmm. in love with this dude when he articulated mm-hmm. something about health disparities, and and he said, and I quote: "Health disparities have always existed for the African American community." Mm-hmm. Coronavirus is sh- shining a bright light on how unacceptable that is because, yet again, when you have a situation like the coronavirus, they are suffering disproportionately. We will get mm-hmm. over the coronavirus, but there will still be health disparities, which Absolutely. we really do need to address in the That's African right. American right. community. That's right. And we have a role at HBCUs. We We have a particular role because not only uh, can we lead the way in doing research and uh, we can also lead the way in terms of education. Mm. One of the things that uh, that also noted when you talk about the health disparities is uh, for large numbers of African-American communities, the unwillingness and the, the, the distrust that people have of established health care. Uh, hello, um, Tuskegee Experiment. Of, yeah. I mean, I, we can keep going, but I'll stop right there. Absolutely right. And so absolutely. People, uh, and if you can recall, at the onset of this virus, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people saying, oh, you know, that black folks are immune, and I'm mm-hmm. not going in there. They're not going to do this to me, and they're not going to, I'm not doing that. You know, again, uh, shades of the Tuskegee uh, Experiment and how we tend to be a little bit, uh, and justifiably so, Jaded. a little bit mm-hmm. cautious yeah. and distrustful Absolutely. of health. And so, therefore, we don't access health care to the extent that we sh- perhaps should. And so when we present, oftentimes, whatever illnesses uh, we may have, they're gone too far or we're at the end stage or we're so far uh, gone. Uh, and so we have to begin to train and to educate people around um, prevention and wellness so that's but that's um, that's one side tony but but the institutionalized Mm -hmm. side where Mm -hmm. um you know 
it is undeniable that that the the care we see from providers is <laughs> is is absolutely. not the same as no, well. You're absolutely right. Right. That's right. And well, I don't want to blame the victim. True. So I'm no. sure, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to blame. Yeah. Blame the victim. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're absolutely no, right. I, I don't think that is. Yeah. as it exists is uh, the way we are treated when we go in when we when mm-hmm. we access the system is decidedly different than how other groups are treated. Absolutely right. Which is that why is so we have to continue to make sure that we are opening the roads for young people uh, to go into healthcare so that they can be the physicians and the healthcare providers uh, that look like uh, these populations. Well, when and, we talk uh, about, right, Herman, yeah. yeah. And when we talk about mm-hmm. underlying medical diseases, I'm just going to quote mm-hmm. the National Academy of Medicine. And they released mm-hmm. a, a, a a report back in 2005 that says um, minority persons are less likely than white persons to be given appropriate cardiac care to receive mm-hmm. kidney dialyses or transplants mm-hmm. or transplants and mm-hmm. to receive the best treatments for stroke, cancer or AIDS. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. if you, if you just think about the cardiac and the kidney, those two things mm-hmm. alone, that that's renal, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where the underlying issues come into play. So now we think mm-hmm. about all these dialysis centers in the hoods, right? Like you mm-hmm. see dialysis centers. Like I didn't recognize that until probably two years ago. You see these mm-hmm. places on damn near every corner, like you see the liquor stores, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so if the that's National me, Academy. No, I just want to finish this point, Melba. So if the National Academy is saying that we're less likely to be giving the appropriate amount of care, not excellent Mm -hmm. care, the appropriate Mm -hmm. amount of care. That's right. Then then it's no wonder why we are where we are. And you couple Mm -hmm. that with a genuine jade that we Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. for the system and health care. It's just it's a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. 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 And so if you um, have some chance, some uh, time, which I mean, you all have time because you're not doing anything. Ain't nobody going nowhere. But if you (laughs) ain't going nowhere. But please look up this article by Yasmin Anwar, A-N-W-A-R. And she's the topic out of the Berkeley News. And I remember this article vividly. And it talks about why middle class black women dread the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. So let me be clear. Let me go back to being poor. It's mm-hmm. also just being black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. even middle class. So there was a study that talked about the frightening human stories behind the statistics about delayed or denied diagnosis mm-hmm. in treatment and high mortality rates um, among African American women, and because we get delayed and denied. Um, you know, healthcare yeah. just for being black. So I'm a black middle class woman, mm-hmm. and these are some of the challenges that I face. Mm-hmm. That's why I try all most of my my dentist is black, my OBGYN is black. Um, mm-hmm. I try to because I feel personally yes. that I am heard a little louder that they understand mm-hmm. the the types of things that I'm going through. Um, but mm-hmm. it, you know, even their bedside manners are different, different too. You know, the bedside manners are are just different. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I don't know why um, 
why things are the way they are. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I have a good guess. Um, and what I do know is that if, if you have people like Fauci, who I think is mm-hmm. a genuine person, just a honestly mm-hmm. good, genuine person, mm-hmm. if this moves him, if it, if it stays with him the way this has been illuminated, I think mm-hmm. we have a fairly decent chance. But here's where the rub comes for me, is that now mm-hmm. people are rushing to say, well, let's get the HBCUs to help educate the black people. Mm. That you're, yeah, you're okay. hearing well, this narrative. <laughs> you're hearing this yeah. narrative as as if we have not been doing that yeah. for right. forever. Right. 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 I know I mean, people yeah, like yeah, receipts. Mm-hmm. I know people like receipts. So why don't y'all share with them some of the receipts <laughs> mm-hmm. of the work that we've been doing? Right. Well, uh, you know, for yeah, yeah. I, I, for I, one of the things that I, that comes to mind is uh, the work that, that they do over at uh, CAU Clark Atlanta and mm-hmm. uh, the, that whole uh, pros, that prostate that center for uh, for the study of prostate cancer in African American men. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been just impressed by the work that they've done over there. That 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 they have they they initiated and continue to do. Um, you know, that's just one example. So the, the work that's done up at Howard um, and and at Mahari and at the Morehouse Medical uh, School, uh, all in all areas of health disparity, they are doing research. Right. They're looking mm-hmm. at treatment. They are recognizing uh, different treatment modalities based on race. They are publishing. Uh, all of that goes on uh, under the radar until such time as there is a crisis and then people want to say, well, what are the HBCUs doing? Give us resources. Give us the resources to continue to support the work that we're doing. But we're, we're, the work, we're doing the work. Mm-hmm. As you all know, we're, we're doing the work. Yeah. Right. No that doubt. Is, that's absolutely true. There's, yeah. there's a, so do you think that there mm-hmm. is a gross uneducation of black people mm-hmm. and health? I mean, or is it? choices i mean do you think that is the oh, I mean, underlying I mean, if you reason? think about i mean that people just don't know to eat right I well, mean, or just don't know that so it's a confluence is that a misconception or is it the no truth or what is no it? it's a confluence of things right like if it, mm-hmm. so to really have good context you got to think about what happened what had happened what had happened mm-hmm. was Jamestown, <laughs> Come on, where? 1619. Right. That's what had happened, right? And right. what we were mm-hmm. given to eat was not the first. It was the last, the slop, right? So we right. had to make mm-hmm. good with that. So that's in America. That's how our cadence really was set. And as time moved on, we became more educated. But then you have this issue of economic disparity. Right. And economic disparity leaves you with little choice, economic and educational, yeah. vocational. All these disparities leave you with little mm-hmm. choice. And so, yeah, and yeah I'd like that are in our community. And right. So yeah. the, yeah. see, we are you're yeah. even you're even opening up another piece. Right. The, the food yeah. desert. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. if you say to me that the way to eat healthy and to live is to eat from the earth. Organic. I ain't got or, no earth yeah, exactly. around me. I live in the bricks. Right. 
Um, right. I, you right. know, I, I, mm-hmm. there, there, there is no. Or I can't afford whole food. That too. That too. Yeah. You know, or I take my food stamp into Whole Foods and that will get me a, um, you know, an orange. And then I, mm-hmm. or I can go to Great Value or wherever and get a buggy load mm-hmm. full of things to eat because thing number one, I have to just eat. Yeah. Well, I think I agree with you all, but I think it's a little bit of both. And but I don't yeah. fault us. Uh, I don't fault us as a people because Americans just poor, eat poorly. Period. Yes, but that just, is true. Just, we, Americans just eat poorly, and uh, and so we're no exception in terms of that. I do think that there is room for education, and uh, and of course we we talk about the reality of food deserts in our communities. And if you go into uh, the, the, those uh, markets where people where pro, where where items are available to people, you see what's available. You know, very little fruit, or the fruit is is bad and and it's not appetizing. It's a little bit almost spoiled and that sort of thing. But I do think that it's a it's a little bit of both. To Herman's point, mm-hmm. uh, we, our early diet has influenced how we eat That's today, and what true. we consider consider to be good food and you know good a good hearty meal. I mean, we're still eating with a lot of fat and a lot of sugar and a lot all of that. And and for a lot of people you are not going to convince them that that's not the way to eat. Absolutely. And so there is a lot of work mm-hmm. that we that we do need to, that there's a lot of work that needs to be done in our community, but I think it's a, a little bit of both. I think we, we need to do that educating. I think we also need to fight for um, for better choices in, in our communities. And then I think that we, as, uh, as, as leaders of our institutions, I think we can do a better job in terms of aligning all of that uh, as we uh, try to better educate our students and um, and everybody that's associated with the university. No, yeah, yeah I I, I'm, 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 I'm with you. The thing that that you know sort of frustrates me is you both know know me well. Like I'm a hothead uh, when it comes when folk are coming for HBCUs. No. Yeah, Wait, like I, I, I can't you. help it. Like <laughs> that, 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 you know, that's we, that's, that's our thing. that's our turn up button. Yeah, that's the turn up button. Instant mm-hmm. from we go from button. smooth yep. R and B jazz and the quiet storm to <laughs> get crunk, yeah, get crunk, get crunk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. I ain't never scared bone crush up in this piece, right? Yeah. So, but 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 it's also rooted in factual information, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a study by a young lady can't think of her name that studied 29 of our our HBCUs the work that we were doing to discuss health care disparities Meharry had all of the HBCUs in the state of Tennessee and they had this program I can't think of the name of the program um, that they do I think it might be Tennessee wellness but they they created ambassadors I know at on mm-hmm. our campuses, there was this mm-hmm. intentional thrust, I'd say in the early 2000s, to ensure mm-hmm. that HBCUs had options from their food service providers that were healthy. Mm-hmm. It may have even went back mm-hmm. before that. I remember mm-hmm. working at Livingstone College where our president, who we thought was a maniac at the time when mm-hmm. he wanted mm-hmm. to create this holistic college, and mm-hmm. one of the components of the holistic college was tackling healthcare disparities, obesity, mm-hmm. hypertension, mm-hmm. 
When mm-hmm. students come to our campuses, what happens to them is an exposure, whether they accept it or not. And mm-hmm. most do. Most leave mm-hmm. our institutions armed with a knowledge that can transform a generation. Mm-hmm. They go back home and say, you know what? We probably shouldn't mm-hmm. be eating that way. Um, mm-hmm. They go back home and say, mom, you got to leave those Coca-Colas and those Pepsis alone. Here's something mm-hmm. that is different, right? Um, some mm-hmm. kids go back for, for Thanksgiving and they're uninvited because they go back and say, you know what? We got this all wrong. The way we're eating is not right. Well, you know what happens to that kid? Well, but I'm just saying they have Thanksgiving after he leaves with his bougie ass, right? Uh, Oh, educate himself. You know, I can hear Uncle Marv saying now, yeah, yeah, get on. But the point I'm making and and being funny but serious is that these things have been happening at our space. Welcome to the club, America. We've been doing it. We have been doing it for Mm -hmm. a while. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. suppose or suggest in one instance that we're not happy about the attention being brought, but don't come to the space suggesting that as if we haven't. haven't. Um, and And I know that there are countless, probably every HBCU is intentional Mm -hmm. about educating the masses. I just don't have the data Mm -hmm. in front of me, but I'm certain those who listen to this podcast uh, will be shaking their head because they Mm -hmm. are intimately and acutely aware and involved uh, with examples that we've been doing for decades now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, the name so of catch up the rest of the people. Mm-hmm. Catch up. Yeah, well, you know that's the that's the story of our that's the story of our institutions. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have been doing this work and doing it well, and um, we only we, we just uh, our challenge is to get our stories uh, to get the word out so mm-hmm. that we we know this work. Yeah, but uh, and we know what we're doing, but um, um, the people just don't know. And of course, we're hamstrung because we uh, don't get the resources that we need to to continue the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's always um, fighting to do the work, while at the same time fighting for resources to continue the work. Yeah. And um, and that can be uh, a little um, a little tiring at times. But we continue to do this work and continue to labor because it has to be done. Um, so, Absolutely, yeah. it is old. Do you, I thought you did you find that article, Tony? I, I I found the article. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. It is uh, the title of it is Health Disparities Initiatives by Historically Black Colleges and Universities: Keys to Healthy Campuses and Communities. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. She uh, looked at, we evaluated 109 health disparities programs, 109 programs uh, at a select group of 29 historically black colleges. So determined the salient characteristics. That's right. Wow. So mm-hmm. if there were 109 that's programs at 29 mm-hmm. HBCUs at that time, that, that's right. That they were doing a lot of good work. And then she says, thus HBCUs are uniquely poised to provide culturally appropriate community based solutions to disparities that threaten the health of the student body and the surrounding community. Uh, these solutions have significant implications for eliminating disparities in healthcare for all African Americans. Mm. Yep. 
So the work, I mean, she's that's Way that's go, one sister. bit of research. That's not, one bit of research. Not only and this was a conference. Uh, this was a conference paper from October of 2011. Look out now. So you can wow. imagine what has happened. That's Since. almost um, that's almost that's 10 right. years. Give it up for that sister. That's right. What's yeah. what, do, do you have her name, Tony? Her name is. Um, on not and while you're finding that not only not only mm-hmm. did she mention that we're doing the work but we're more poised mm-hmm. to be the vehicle to help um, educate and i think rooted in that is probably mm-hmm. the trust piece right folks mm-hmm. are probably more inclined to trust in their communities uh the black mm-hmm. college than you know non-members Absolutely. of that family coming That's in right. and telling them what they need to do yeah her name is yeah. suzanne suzanne marie randolph Okay. And Shout at the time, she was at the University Shout out to Suzanne Marie Randolph. Mm-hmm. And at the time, at least in 2011, she was at the University of Maryland at College Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout Wonderful. out to her. That's Shout right. Out to her. Yep. So, yeah. so we know that COVID has <clears throat> brought into focus uh, a variety of different <clears throat> different issues and topics. Tony, you and I are part of CIC, the Council for Independent Colleges, and those mm-hmm. message boards, I don't know if you look at them, uh, this message board mm-hmm. is a place where where presidents go and they bounce off ideas with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And it has been fascinating to watch what I believe to be um, some grave concerns um, mm-hmm. that people have, and it's all centered around you know, the question, how will the pandemic change higher education? You know, mm-hmm. and this is not just the responsibility and the duty of the president to figure out. Mm-hmm. But this is this is mm-hmm. for every administrator, every faculty member, every st- staff member and students uh, to really mm-hmm. to really figure out yeah. what yeah. what our institutions How will look like. What's happen? the next normal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, will we be changed? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's pretty scary. And so obviously yeah. the first issue is liquidity. <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of colleges are concerned mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're losing money and this mm-hmm. is where I don't know um how to say this without sounding um bad or it sounding mm-hmm. bad but uh, or mm-hmm. or celebrating our posture but we we don't have a ton of li- liquidity uh, small distressed mm-hmm. assets not just That's HBCUs right. but small mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so this is a place of familiarity almost. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. It's, it's almost there? a place of fil- mm-hmm. familiarity. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. what else is new in yeah. other words? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else? And so those so, changes, yeah. you know, you got hiring mm-hmm. freezes coming, you got salary, you got furloughs, you got layoffs, mm-hmm. you got all this mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. Well, that and, sounded mm-hmm. like last week for well, eight Right. Right. For some schools. <laughs> You know, I mean, at that least was like one of them. February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what people are trying to put their heads around is how do you prioritize the financial liquidity um, that people have to deal with? Like, I mean, because a good plan is is what is in a good plan or what what is required mm-hmm. of a good plan is good data. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And right mm-hmm. now we don't have data to do have any kind of damn plan. That's I mean, right. Everything's been upended. You're yeah. right. No. Everything. And you won't know. And there's no one you can call because we've never mm-hmm. been here. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a whole new world. Mm-hmm. No one and, and so, right. mm-hmm. but I tell and you, with that, 
this will not be the last time that we experience something like that. No. Like this. This scale. I hope it's the last time. Me too. I hope it is. I hope it is. (laughs) At least in my life. I mean, I don't wish this on a person that I don't like, Tony. Even not even in, you know, no lifetime, man. This this, is. This is crazy. But, but, well, but hopefully we will learn. Yeah, we will learn from this. Hopefully we will learn. To, this. to your point, I'm sorry, Melba, why don't you go ahead with that no, point? No, but, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but the point is, is that mm-hmm. unfortunately our um, staying at home is not a um, cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is just a Band-Aid for the now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that's the concerning part. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the I, I think it it can be a large piece of it is a large piece of the puzzle as you know places like China, Italy, um, uh, Norway. There there are some mm-hmm. some some countries that have proven that social distancing and mapping um, are are, right. are the ways mm-hmm. to go. We're again Johnny come lately with the mapping, right? People are now well, just know, last mm-hmm. week have started yeah. talking about mapping. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what's going to be our downfall, you know, and, and I noticed this today uh, when I was out uh, at the at the the Kroger. The Kroger. Well the Kroger when I went to town. Uh, what is what is going to be what what is going to help what is going to hinder us in moving as quickly as we can to at least stabilizing this and eradicating this is this American notion of my own individual freedom. Mm-hmm. I was struck by the number of people that just were not in mass. Didn't give a even damn. Even though over the last week, all of the messages coming from our public health officials is please wear a mask when you go out in public. <laughs> they, they've been saying that. Please wear a mask. You know, or a face cover or, or uh-huh. something. You know what's so funny about and that? I, but yeah. I wasn't waiting on them people to tell me to wear no mask. I was already wearing a mask. But, 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 uh, yeah, because I was already wearing a mask. Yeah, it made sense. But but to but Tony's to have, point, I used my own mask. Yeah. Yeah. But to have a government, have quote government, or in this case, public health officials say to you. You probably should wear a mask. Yeah. For many, for many people, it's like they're not going to tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want to do. I'm an American. Yeah. I, this is in, this is about individual freedom. So as long because given where we are with all of the information that's been available to us over the last month or so, everybody that goes out in public right now mm. should either have a mask or should have their face covered. Yeah. There is enough mm-hmm. evidence, and yeah. it's been said over and over again. But no, and so half of the people today. We're in masks or face coverings, and half of them were not. Yeah, and I I find myself um, with attitude. Yeah, I'm 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 pissed off, yeah, and I'm I'm actually yeah. not going down the row unless mm-hmm. I have my shade. Like I I don't like to wear shades, but I wear shades mm-hmm. in I the public either. as well. I'm not a shade. And yeah, so, I but I, I have found myself having wonderful conversations with myself when I'm out of the public and, and mm-hmm. particularly in the, in the, in the Kroger, because we have the Kroger here as well. <laughs> Melba. Unfortunately, you don't have the Kroger where you're at, Melba. We but, have a Kroger. We do uh, have a Kroger. So, that, so that's yes, wrong, though. That's wrong. You have Kroger. a Kroger. We're talking about the uh-huh. Kroger. 
Tony Pinkard has spoken, and it is well, you know, the Ohio Kroger. Is, the, but you know okay. Kroger is based in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to yeah. Kroger. No. They just yeah. Kroger just oh, yeah. gave uh, Wiley College ten thousand dollars for our food oh, wow. pantry. Hey. So shout out to Go Wiley. Kroger. Go. Shout out but, to Kroger. But but back to your point, and and moving on. Back to your point. I find myself too, Tony, having these conversations, very intense conversations about avoiding people who just absolutely mean me harm. And if you're yeah. out in public right now, after the people right. done told you to cover your, yourself mean? up. To cover yourself. They say it what yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 mm-hmm. and again, to Melba's point, people are saying, they're even saying, okay, you don't have a mask. You don't have to buy a mask. Put, put a some clothes put, on. Put, uh, put something. Put oh, what wow. else on it? Put a wet. Caught it. Like Come on, Mr. We, we are, we are, we are, we are recording. We're here. good. It's good. Put a goddamn mask surprises. on your face. Yes. A something or rag yes. or something. <laughs> or just. <laughs> 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 so, what's the baby shirt up? Like That's what I'm saying. That, and yeah. so people who are not doing it, that's the defiance. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. defiance. They're defying what they are defying the public health message or and that or Corona has not met them yet. That, yeah. Corona has not come TV, and but, touched but how, someone. Yeah. But there are yeah. people that are still being yeah. out and having parties and yeah. they're still having one year old birthday parties and being yeah. mad because the police are yeah. shutting you down. There are people that are still doing those things yeah. that yeah. do not, and you know what? And you know what? Corona is showing them. Corona is showing them what good old Muhammad Ali uh, was once quoted for saying: "I'm gonna show you how great mm-hmm. I am." That's what. Mm-hmm. That's what Corona yeah, is showing yeah. those. Well, that's who, gonna be our downfall. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it will be. Gonna so that's gonna. Yeah, that's that that's going to hurt. Yeah. I agree, and that'll be that's why it, it lingers longer than it should. So that's exactly right. You know, but this exactly this right. this mm-hmm. higher ed piece though, and how it impacts mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. One of the things mm-hmm. that I found, um, at, particularly as a chief uh, executive officer, um, is that the boogeyman has been obliterated on our campus, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is mm-hmm. going online. Mm-hmm. For the masses, the mm-hmm. faculty that is, that was the damn mm-hmm. boogeyman. Nobody wanted to do mm-hmm. that. Nobody and now oh, the yes. boogeyman and is gone. He's yeah. gone. Shut it down. We can do yeah. this. Yeah. So now we there's this, this question: yeah. Is well, you, because there was no choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 on top of that, Melva, we had to do it quickly. There was there was oh, no. not a lag time. No faculty meeting. No, there was no. no, no. We're not we're, we're not about to pontificate. That's right. That's right. Right. And wait three years and let the Senate decide. <laughs> None of that. We got to come back. None and of that. The dean's gonna drop down. We're gonna see how we implemented with the rollout. Melvin, Melvin. As Pinkard would say, as Pinkard would say, thank you, no. Thank you. No, we can't. <laughs> thank, no. thank you. No, we can't. We, we can't we, do that. We could figure yeah, it out. We that. didn't have time yeah. to put our figure out, Captain. And yeah. we had so, to so I'm happy mm-hmm. that this has happened because it gives you another arsenal, an opportunity to bring auxiliary uh, services, sort of resources yeah. into mm-hmm. your institution. If you can keep your online right. presence. 
uh, and find yourself to find, a, you know, create a niche for you to create mm-hmm. online degree programs or certificate programs, mm-hmm. then you now have a stream of revenue coming in. So I think that's great. But I want to mm-hmm. caution people of thinking that this is the new normal. No, sir. Yeah. This no, will not no, be the new no. normal for HBCUs, I know for certain. Yeah. And it won't be mm-hmm. um, writ large for higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, and nor do we want it to be. No, we I, do not. I don't think we want it to be. No, no, no there you is, don't. No. There is a richness about the face-to-face. There is that we, that is a part, certainly a part of the HBCU experience and a part of higher educational experience as well. There's, there's, there's something about that in that that person-to-person encounter, oh, yeah. whether it be in the classroom, mm-hmm. in the faculty member's office, mm-hmm. and so, mm-hmm. and we don't want to lose that. But so, I think to Herman's point, what we have now is just another opportunity and another way to teach and to uh, to advance our mission and to also explore uh, uh, alternative revenue, revenue streams. So I think that's 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 it. I, mean, I think that is, that's it. That's, yeah. I mean, and, and, and hats off to all the faculty that made it happen. Shot right? out that, to them, not hats off. Done. Shot mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Woo, let's Matt, give it up Matt to the HBCU faculty out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, shot out to them. Mm-hmm. Huge no, I think, Yeah, but I think Woo. we need to be. Uh, I do think we have to be very, very careful and very intentional about um, the, what the fall might look like for us. And so uh, we're trying to be very, very thoughtful about uh, our recruitment strategies and mm-hmm. uh, making absolutely sure that we don't see this major uh, drift uh, in terms of uh, our fall enrollment. And uh, we're trying to keep our our current students engaged and letting them know that yeah. we care about you and we, we miss you and we want you back. And so prepare to come back. And uh, I think that students want will want to come back. I really They didn't want to leave. So my yeah. question is, yeah, they, they did not That's want right. to leave. They oh, my God. I leave. still have students on That's campus. Right. Mm. I still have students on campus that are you living do. with us. Um, you do. We, yes. Uh, 400 students in New Orleans, about 123 wow. courts. So. These are students that just have nowhere to go. International uh-huh. students, students that are living in uh, dysfunction at home, the like, homeless, fill in the blank. But I'm wondering how many of our students or parents that are making decisions will have a lingering of fear about living on campus and being in groups and the homecoming experience. How many will that have a lingering effect? I, I I really yeah. don't, and I, I've I've actually been um, in conversations with member presidents and people talking about oh this the students are gonna they're not coming back and they're not doing this and uh, there's gonna be some you know long lingering effects. I just don't believe that in my bone, and and the reason mm-hmm. why is because they didn't want to leave. Number one, number two, mm-hmm. I think people the cabin fever. I don't think you can put, uh, you know, a premium on what that is worth. Folk want to get the hell away from the people who they are, be- <laughs> who they will be with over these last yeah. three or four months. You are so right, Herman. And it just occurred to me that in a time of uncertainty, of you want to go back to what, what you know. Well, that was the uh, so other thing that I said, You want to go back to what you know. Yes. You know, you don't want to go through anything new at this point. The familiarity. Out of this uncertainty. That's right. That's right. And, and the... That's right. now, Mm-hmm. No, no, go, go ahead, ahead Tom. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I do think now that all of our behavior will be uh, will be changed. 
Well, uh, Fauci said that he didn't think you know, we would be shaking hands anymore. I don't think he. Oh, I man. don't think so. And and <laughs> what about hugging? You, will we hug uh, again? Can we hug differently? Again? Differently. I'm gonna get his elbow. We'll to the side. And, and this whole idea, you know, how when you see people uh, uh, from the east, and particularly in Korea and Japan, how everyone they shake and nod. Oh, not yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Man, and and I think that I think. Mm-hmm. The Far East has was, has not really been big on shaking hands, period. I know anyway, when I was in the Marine Corps and in Japan, and both of my tours in Japan, you can, mm-hmm. I mean, they look at you like you're crazy and you try to shake hands. They're going to yeah, do that bow. You're going to nod that head, pimp, and absolutely, keep it moving. Absolutely. So we so may I mean, have to go back. That will change. Yeah, we, may have, right. to do, we may have to go back to the practices of the 60s and the 70s mm-hmm. where the brothers and the sisters right. simply nodded to acknowledge that's their existence. Right. That's right. And I do think that we will change oh, I'm gonna the, way we, the way we clean and sanitize our physical plant as well. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I think that that's going to, yeah. that's oh, going to yeah, change. For sure. uh, we, I our, think the mm-hmm. protocols that we, that we now have in place, I think, will become more standard than I think, exceptional. I think to um, your point, yeah. Melva, you're right. There's going to be some consternation around it. I just don't know that our populace will be those who have that consternation. I really don't. Yeah, and what or I people. Know, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, or people. You know, people, um, I just, wow. I, I just think about the crowds I was in recently. You know, Louisiana's huge in, on Mardi Gras. Right. That's big for me. So I'm just thinking about how I never thought that being just up on a million people was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know about thinking about going to concert. I'm just thinking like I never thought nah. that to be a bad idea. You know, I just ne- I just that was never a concern for me. I, but I think, now. I think you know, what you, you have, I don't, I don't, I don't, and let me tell you why I don't think so, because America is resilient and we pride ourselves on defeating what has knocked us down on our knees, right? People, mm-hmm. the mass shootings, people are like, no, we're not mm-hmm. going to let fear win. We're not going to let terrorism win. We're not going to stop going to New York City because they bombed the place. I just think mm-hmm. that people are going to bond over this crisis that we're all impacted by the entire globe. Mm -hmm. And I think a kindred spirit will come and the desire to rebuild the country, to get back to a normalcy um, will supersede any fear. There will be some folk who Mm -hmm. are uh, irretrievably, irrevocably Mm -hmm. um, changed by this. Mm -hmm. But I just, Mm -hmm. I just believe that because we're so resilient man I, I just don't know that this is going to do anything that will yeah will hurt no, us and i don't and, think it's gonna ch- i just think i'm i'm going i'm going to think about it a little different you know I oh yeah oh, I always, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah i was never i was i was as far from a germaphobe as i possibly could mm-hmm. i mean i would eat you know if i dropped something on the ground i'd pick it up five seconds like i just am not <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i'm not the you know, like Herman, you're a sanitizer. You've yeah. always kind of been on the. I will spray the, the airplane seat that yes, I just been on that. God, God, mm-hmm. what? So yeah. now I'm thinking I will be taking an additional step. Like I'm going right. to be more mindful yeah. because right. of this. 
am I going to, you know, eat the corn chip off the ground anymore? Probably not. Like, ah, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, but I'm not with you there. I'm, I'm picking that up if it's that rule. two. Yeah, that five <laughs> second rule. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm eating. Now, Tony, Tony would probably uh, kill over and die if, if the <laughs> yeah, horror of yeah. doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, he's not going to do that. But yeah, I'm with you, Mel. I'm picking that up. I've always been a germaphobe. Yeah, I've been a germaphobe. Yeah, you too. And so I've been so far left of like mm-hmm. not being a germaphobe that I'm like, oh, a little germs. Everybody needs a little germ. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Lord. You know, so well, I am moving in a direction of just being more yeah, mindful I, yeah, about things, my surroundings. <laughs> things not be that different. I'm not going to yeah, yeah. Bro. I'm to going me. to Mardi Gras. Yeah, things will be different. I am going careful. to be yeah. thinking more about yeah. like how I interact. But you know what puts a button on this little piece <laughs> right here um, is mm-hmm. a piece that was done by uh, a young lady by the name of Pearl K. Dow. She's a professor of political mm-hmm. science and African-American studies at Oxford College, um, mm-hmm. Emory University. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this piece, she writes, place matters. HBCUs are rooted in a space that is edifying, nurturing and empowering. And she cautions that HBCUs must resist the pressure to minimize the presence of students on campus. The survivability of these institutions has always been rooted in their commitment to serve, educate and advance black students in a space that is edifying, nurturing and empowering. She also says that the space is that HBCUs uh, symbolize is a place um, which the act of education, culture, and community thrives among black people. And, and mm-hmm. you know, she talked about Howard's commencement goes beyond pageantry. Mm-hmm. All of ours does, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Commencement mm-hmm. is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I, what I appreciated about this piece was that she offered why HBCUs will not be different because places matter and space matter and the space that we've created at these places is what we call special sauce and they matter that's right that's why and and that's what students are drawn to and that's that's what they will be redrawn to after this is over i can't tell you how many text messages how many you know direct messages i get from our students can't wait to come back when are we coming can't wait to come back yeah you all come back you yeah. know, and and the other thing about this, we have to stop allowing others to predict what is going to happen to our institutions, particularly right. when those predictions are dire and uh, doom and gloom. And, uh, doom and gloom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and by inside mm-hmm. people who don't even know our institutions, who don't work at them, and so now you are going to look over at to a them, space never that you. That you don't know intimately, and you're going to make some prognostication about it, well, and uh, and I think we just need to uh, do we resist that and recraft our own narrative about this, and two, I think that that's that's that's. I important. agree. Two words, right on, brother. Two words. Yeah. Resilience and tenacity. Absolutely. It is who we are. Two words, guys. Right. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. and and that's why <laughs> that's why I I'm like yeah I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know everything gonna be straight. I'm not and, and I'm the leader yeah. of an institution and for me my temperament matters. If That's I'm right. around this mug frazzled and dazzled and razzled and trying mm-hmm. to figure out, oh my God, what's what's going on? Nah man. Mm-hmm. We we gonna be out. Right. We're gonna be fine. It's, I don't right. know yeah. how, but That's I know. Right. Right. And and the only reason I don't know how is because I don't know the variables as it relates to when this insidious disease moves away. 
But if you told me that it was going away on May 15th, when I tell you Mm -hmm. August 1st, when I come back up in this piece, we're going to be Cadillac pimping. Right. Mm -hmm. I would I would know that we would have a plan. But I don't know. But but right now. Yeah. Yeah, but what's no, important that, is that we um, have a resolve. We're coming back. Yeah, That's that right. we've 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 been through crises and we've mm-hmm. had to manage and make brick with straw. Absolutely. So this Absolutely. is this is challenging, I mean, but we ain't scared. Think about the financial crisis. Yeah. That's of, right. You know the two thousand. I mean, we've been through um, times. So yeah. this mm-hmm. is, if anything, people need to ask us how to make it. Yeah, that's right. I think you're right. There's a, there's a lot of lesson to be to to be uh, mm-hmm. learned in in this um, mm-hmm. uh, from from us. And I from think us. you know the other piece. While while people are certainly concerned, and I don't want to mm-hmm. diminish that, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the the level of stress at the institutions that have already had stress induced in their daily mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think um, you find a little more resolve there in knowing mm-hmm. um, that that we've we've had some some challenges. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what would you two say um, mm-hmm. after COVID? Mm-hmm. After COVID, would be a great pivoting point uh, for institutions. Do they? Is this a time for us to reimagine not our mission? But the way in which we do business, uh, is it a way, mm-hmm. is it a time for us to reimagine uh, our class course offerings? Like what what would you mm-hmm. say institutions should do in terms of survival strategies moving forth to insulate ourselves from, you know, these crises or and or to attract, make ourselves more attractive? I think uh, we really have to pay attention to uh, the futurist and and to become much more uh, futurist in our thinking as well. That is uh, looking because, you know, uh, pandemics have been uh, predicted for a while. Mm -hmm. If you listen to epidemiologists Mm -hmm. and to other, uh, you know, they've been they've been predicted uh, Mm -hmm. futurist. And so I think that what we have not done well is to really engage the the um, the discussion uh, about the future and what are what are some of the things that are on the horizon just as a result of uh, having five billion people on a planet and what does that mean and so as an institution of higher education how then could we take advantage of trends future trends that the futurists are talking about now that uh, we can begin to to plan for I think that it involves a curriculum change, I, um, uh, n- n- perhaps not curriculum change as much as curriculum ex- expansion. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be open for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we just need to be nimble so that we can uh, be ready to respond to, um, to these sorts of events. Uh, much more strategically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're learning from this. I think we're learning from this. And I think that the lessons learned from this will help us um, move forward. I think that you're absolutely right. We don't have to be fearful. If we are strategic in our thinking and planning and in our action, uh, we don't have to be fearful because, um, to your point, resilience uh, and tenacity are part of our DNA. Um, but that, that that's what I would say. I mean, this, yeah. what are the future... <laughs> What are they? What are people saying, and and how can yeah. we be uh, much more responsive to events that we know are going to occur over the next yeah. um, I, 20, 30, 50 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me, I think the the main takeaway is to infuse technology. 
and mm-hmm. to find ways to un- undergird that within our institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't get caught again, once again, if a black student, you know, if a, if a uh, student at LSU or Auburn or whatever, you know, catches the sniffles, one of our students gets corona. So that mm-hmm. means if this ever happens again or if there's ever a displacement, we have to make sure that our students have the technology uh, necessary to be able to do that. We take for granted that we'll always, you know, that their computer labs and Wi-Fi and all of that. But we have to ensure that the technology piece uh, that we're infusing it so that it doesn't become foreign in our thinking mm-hmm. Uh you know, it needs to be infused daily so that it's not, um, you know, some purple unicorn if, in fact, we do have to uh, embrace the next pandemic Mm -hmm. or the next fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the technology piece needs to be um, key. You know, it it needs to be a key takeaway for Mm -hmm. us um, and how we deliver. Yeah, yeah. And I I think I'm hoping that someone will um, sort of capture the movement because it was really quick, Um, capture the Mm -hmm. movement and really celebrate um, what we were able to do. And Mm -hmm. and I hope uh, there's a a delineation uh, between HBCUs and others uh, mm-hmm. and that there's value associated with that. And let me tell you what I mean by mm-hmm. when said institution in the Northeast um, told their students to go home, they gave mm-hmm. them 24 hours mm-hmm. and said okay. institution <laughs> has billion mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. in the endowment, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. said go home and get there mm-hmm. how you get there. Mm-hmm. Countless oh, yeah. stories have easy, emerged easy <laughs> at HBCUs where yeah. empathy was shown and compassion was shown. And this mm-hmm. illustrates why, again, special sauce is what attracts people to our institutions. I didn't know how I was going to get international students home didn't know mm-hmm. how we were going to get everybody off of our campus, but we did mm-hmm. it. We didn't tell mm-hmm. them on one day, you got to be gone tomorrow at five. We gave them a week. We gave them a week. Mm-hmm. We did laptops. We did all these different things. The point I'm making mm-hmm. is that Wiley was not not too far different than most of the HBCUs who displayed an empathy in a time of uncertainty which bolsters what we say is unique about us with Mm -hmm. fragile resources, with fragile resources. You could Mm -hmm. have, as the president said, you know what, you know, Wiley doesn't have it like Harvard. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. everybody, you get there, how you get there, but you just get there in a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could have easily said that too. But um, we have rightfully mm-hmm. so because you don't have the resources. But you but said, we you have know what? Because members. my heart is in the right, That's right. place. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because this institution's heart is in the right place. Mm-hmm. Board we members. have to help these students get home in a week, mm-hmm. and we have to go into the. I was about to say reserve, but is that really a thing? Well, you know, you know, you, you have the, resources that you know, are allocated, go, but you don't have right. You don't have. 
um, you know, reserves or or extra 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 yeah. resources just sitting around. But the just beauty, absolutely, the beauty of what happened. But you did the right thing. Well, and not only that, the beauty of watching everybody on our team, which I know that Wiley is not different from most of my colleagues who I spoke with. The beauty mm-hmm. of watching everybody even watching the spirit that the faculty moved in and getting trained in some stuff that they really didn't want to mess with. Watching mm-hmm. people get mm-hmm. students to the train station, to the bus station, mm-hmm. to to the airport. Like we, we live in a rural place pretty, pretty much too. It's 45 minutes to mm-hmm. the airport. Folks driving their mm-hmm. cars taking students. People leaving yeah, at four in the morning to get people right. to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. hope that that story is captured in a way that really quantifies the heart of our institutions. And so I say out of this, we need to make sure that we, yes, technology is extremely important and futurist Mm -hmm. behavior is essential. Mm -hmm. Both of those things are essential, but I hope we never lose the thing that makes us who we really are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the the heart of our institutions Mm -hmm. and what we can and what we know to do that is right in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about COVID-19 we'll up in this piece. We've been talking about yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. Right. Uh, the so versatility of these scholars. Knowing that, that's mm-hmm. right. I'm interested in knowing. I, I want to hear from our listeners and tell us how you are navigating these waters. What unique things are you doing at your college? How you lay it at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how you're leading, how you're leading now. How do you keep students engaged? I mean, share with us some of the things that you're doing um, and post about it and let us know because we're interested and we live in a, in a world where we want uh, more information and want to share that information with other HBCUs and um, get that out. You're doing some great stuff. What else? Uh, speaking of great stuff, what else, what does health have on the radar? What kind of great stuff is going on? I, Ooh, we 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 should How know. How many more hours do we have? Oh, yeah, because we, ain't we have all time. kinds of great yeah, stuff. Yeah, we ain't enough time. Yeah. Um, we, we, we did make uh, a decision that we did not want to make, which was to cancel mm-hmm. or postpone <laughs> our June yep. Lambda mm-hmm. Institute. Um, so we, had no we, choice. we, we would really not be no doing anything in, uh, in June. Uh, we were a little mm-hmm. disappointed because we were getting ready to tear up Richmond uh, at Virginia I know. Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to our friend there, President Hakeem Lucas. Of the Gamma Cohort. Hakeem the Dream <laughs> Lucas. Um, yeah. But we're going back there. We have to go back there. Oh, we absolutely. Know, Next are. summer. Right. Going back next summer. Next summer. Yes, next oh, we summer, are going to so go back we... next June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll be back. So yeah, we just deferred it. Okay. Yeah, just deferred All right. it. Yeah. Good. But in okay. but in December we're going to do That's the Lambda right. cohort uh, at the Great Wiley College. Yes, home, of, home of the great debaters. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Yes, great debaters, great scholars, yes. great athletes, great yeah. students, great All president, by the way. Well, he is pretty dope. <laughs> and that was a, would be pretty dope. And that was the yeah. And last December was great, and the weather though, and the weather was great too. That's it's good. always pretty yeah. mild in December. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, from from what yeah. I understand, mm-hmm. um, that was yeah. my second. No, this will be my second December. No, that was my second December mm-hmm. here. So second December. Yeah, that yeah, was my second right. December. Second December. So. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's been pretty mild and it's always pretty cool. <laughs> and plus, you know, when we're yeah. on one of our campuses, we know that there will be nothing that goes wrong. 
Right, right. Because <laughs> we know somebody, right? <laughs> we know somebody. We know a few people <laughs> on our campuses. So really excited yeah. about that. We also have the journal coming online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, December. that's right, Daikon. Yes, Daikon. Hey, shout out! We need some applause for Daikon. Yeah. Well, and you know, Greg is over there chilling. Um, you know, looking at his Greg, guns. Thank you, go. Greg. And then we have our uh, our up next. The up next. Who's up next? next? Yes. Who's yes. Who's next? Who's next? Who's, who's, next? next? who's yes. next? The podcast. Who's got next? Our desire mm-hmm. to to really, I mean, that again embodies who we are. It's really about mm-hmm. service and uh, health was about helping others. And and who's next is a brilliant idea that we came up with that allows us to connect with uh, the next wave of leaders, folks who are leading now mm-hmm. and those who have next. Uh, mm-hmm. And Amelia Parnell was the number one. She was number one, and her podcast—it was a blast having my girl. Uh, Amelia I love is Amelia. at N A S P A. How do y'all say that, Melva? NASPA. NASPA. NASPA, which is the National Association for Student. Affairs, NASPA, student student affairs affairs professionals, yeah, and (laughs) and then there's NASAP, NASPA, and NASAP, Um, and Mm -hmm. uh, Amelia is also from uh, Lake City, Florida, which is right next door to Duval County, Columbia County. Oh, Um, which is is part of the reason why she was first because somebody Verna Orr. Verna. No, 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 no. Verna Orr. No, Verna Orr is the reason why she was. And we all know. Because the yeah. Duval people. Yes, Duval people cult. already, you know, we are mavens. We, we you know, we, we have a gift mm-hmm. of connecting good people. And that's what mm-hmm. we do. But Amelia is the vice president for research and policy. And she told the place up, set the bar so high. I'm glad that oh, all yeah. we have to do is interview people. <laughs> Fortunately for us, we're yeah. not coming on as one of those is who who is next. Because she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bar pretty yeah. high, so you can catch that interview over at our our um, podcast on where wherever podcasts are are streaming. Um, so mm-hmm. really excited about that. But I think more importantly, we all each of us, uh, including Greg, are more excited about how we have led through this national, global, uh, even global crises. Mm-hmm. I think we're all proud mm-hmm. of that, right? Yeah, I am one one step at a time, one step at a time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, um, yeah. you know, we typically end this mug with some rapid fire questions, but I'm not going to do that to y'all do you, unless y'all mm-hmm. ready for some rapid fire questions. Let's do it to it. Oh, you mm-hmm. know what? They also should be looking out for the interview that will be done by Verna of Health, our five year mm-hmm. review. That's we've been right. doing we've been around for five years. Oh, mm-hmm. And on cue. Look what you got. Look what you got. Five year, 10 mm-hmm. cohorts. <laughs> Over 300 fellows. Um, we've done some good stuff. We got an army. Shout yeah. out to the health army out there. The health fellows. We appreciate fellows. each yeah. and every one you. of them. Yeah. Love, love, yeah. love, love. Uh, and it's so fascinating. Not fascinating. It's just heartwarming and wonderful to watch how they are uh, collaborating with each other, eating off of each other, feeding off of each other. Like what they're doing uh, in the space is just something that that we certainly didn't yep. imagine, um, and but mm-hmm. we're happy about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So and and they have podcasts 
too, and they have consulting yes. gigs, and they're doing all of this yes. great work. So we're proud of you. Sam um, Hinton has a people. podcast, and now Zakia Brown uh, just debuted. Uh, Cranford. Cranford has a podcast. She's doing a It's Not 13th Grade podcast or oh, something like that. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, Cranford is up in the building top, too, huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah, she's talking about um, college and going to college and uh, what you can expect and things you should know. Yeah. So, shout mm. out to her. Yeah, people yeah. are doing okay. that. There. Yeah, we're not suggesting Good. they're doing it because of us. We're just we're mm. just highlighting the people who are doing phenomenal we're things. Just so yeah, just we just really proud happy. mamas and the papas. Yes, yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. Or rather, crazy uncles and brothers and sisters. That's more like it. Yeah, more like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, rapid fire questions. All right. Yeah, I mean, we can we can all ask each other some uh, about two or three rapid fire questions before we get up out of this piece. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's on you, Melba. You start. You start. Begin, you, start. you okay, must. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, last dish you cooked. Ooh. Uh, salmon Call. patties. Salmon patties. Okay. Salmon patties. Salmon grits okay. grits yeah. and eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, grits and eggs. Yes. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. last movie you watched because you were in quarantine, and that's probably what you're doing. Go. School days. No movies. No School movies. days? Yes. Not, okay. I've not watched any movies, but I am re-watching uh, the third season of Insecure. Oh. Oh. And all okay. the third, so third, No, 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 this is the third season. I, the fourth oh, season. Oh, because you have to get caught up. It's coming I want to get caught but I, Well, I'm re-watching it because I watched the entire series, but I'm re-watching the third uh, okay. season so I can okay. be prepared for the fourth season. Without I've never watched drop. one episode of it. Okay, oh, you so would you enjoy need to bend. You, you would absolutely love you it. Greg Dees is shaking his head like, like I need to get on it. Oh, yes, you do. You are not watching Is he a fan as well? Yeah, he's a fan. And another... And I'm also watching on uh, HBO. I'm watching a series called Ozark. Oh, now now I'm on that, Tony. I'm on the first. (laughs) I have not seen that. I'm on the first episode, and I'm like, uh, I'm in the first season, and I'm like episode six or seven. So I'm I'm on that one because it starts. Okay. And and if you like Ozark, then you all didn't ask me all this, but if you like Ozark, (laughs) and and you, Melvin, well, but particularly because uh, check out a series called. Bloodline. Yes, I've already which seen that. Was, yeah. Okay. See, I haven't seen set, any of which this. Which was set in which was set in Key West. Yes. And that's why I missed it. Phenomenal. So it was set in yes. Key, yes. Phenomenal. Bloodline. Uh, uh, okay. is really good. But anyway, Melva, uh, last dish. Melva, Melva, last dish you prepared. No, no. Wait a minute, Melva. Last dish you prepared. Oh Lord! I made fried fish, some fried uh, shrimp, potato salad. Uh, homemade macaroni and cheese oh. and a salad. Oh. Last oh. dish I prepared last night. Boom. I can Girl. almost smell it. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Last movie you, you watched. Down. Last movie I watched? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I watched a great movie called The Banker. Which oh, is yes. Two black men. It's on, yes. it's on Apple TV. It Ooh. is phenomenal. Two black men take over oh, the banking system that, yeah. in California. And, and are the reason why we phenomenal. have Fair Housing Act right now to this day. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Linda yes. D. Johnson, okay. that's right. Let's, yep. Yeah. So that, okay. that's my. Oh, that's some good stuff. Yeah. That's some so good that's, stuff. I'm, I'm going to hit okay. y'all with this. Billions. If okay. you've not seen the series. Uh, I always recommend that to me. I'm going to watch Billions. Listen, okay. yeah. listen. Yep. Gonna do billions. It's good. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. 
Um, favorite right from the very beginning, huh? Favorite ice cream. I meant fav- favorite dessert. Oh, peach cobbler, duh. Uh, <laughs> sweet potato pie. Is that with ice cream or without? Who, me? No, Melva. Oh, Melva. Without. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, no, without. Oh, you're special. Like, uh, peach cobbler, you had me, but it's got to have some some rich vanilla ice cream on that peach. Okay, so I can have it. You want it on, on it? Yes. No, 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 no. If I do that, it has to be in a separate dish. I don't want that. I don't want the milk on the snow. And then waste it all on top of the hot cup. No, you, know, no. you know who's no, funny? Vacola. No. I asked him the same question. First of all, like, probably 10 of the 15 guests have said, you know, apple pie and ice cream. But McCullough was like, mm-hmm. the messier, the better. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, no, I need that okay. ice cream mixed and yeah. mashed and no, all that good God, stuff. No, God, no, I can't yeah. get anything no, on the side. Oh, man. No. Yeah, y'all are special. I'm ice cream. Yeah, y'all yeah, are special. Yeah, I'm ice cream. Yeah, um, oh, God. Mm. Okay. Oh, right. I have another question. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, are you being healthy or are you picking out like a fool? Like, what are you doing? Eating right or just throwing it out? Eating, eating right, eating right. Y'all, y'all, y'all might lose me to America's Next Top Model. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm out here getting it in, boy. I got this Noom app for all y'all out there listening. That Noom app is for real. Let me just announce this: if there's anyone from the company of Noom, if you would please give Herman Felton, I want a damn commercial. uh, (laughs) Yes, I want a commercial. Please, so give far, him his commercial. Yeah, so far I've dropped his, uh, what uh, thirteen pounds. I started at two thirty four mm. on February nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. disappear. I'm just cutting that thing up. That's all. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, you know, um, it really hasn't. Really, it really wasn't about losing weight. It was losing really about weight, changing yeah. my eating habits. Um, and decreasing uh, my stress, which this mm-hmm. app makes you uh, be mobile and it makes you um, uh, also log in your meals. And so when you mm-hmm. do that, there's this nice little food analysis on the side. Green is great food. Mm-hmm. Yellow is moderate. And the red are things that you shouldn't. So I'm on a 1600 calorie mm-hmm. diet. Right. And mm-hmm. but it doesn't say what you can't eat. You just know that mm-hmm. you've got sixteen hundred calories. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, your so boy you can eat one helping of collard greens, cornbread, fried. Well, fried you know, here's the funny thing, Melva. I, I was that dude that would get a mixing bowl and put damn near a whole bowl of cereal up in the mixing bowl in one setting. Like mm-hmm. so right. I was yeah. eating like that yep. and didn't know it. And even like here at work, I would, you know, snack on an orange this and then in the evenings go to the hibachi place and get me some rice and vegetables and shrimp and think that like mm-hmm. i'm eating healthy man mm-hmm. it's just crazy so the educational piece of noom is more valuable to me than anything mm-hmm. else so uh, to mm-hmm. answer your question in short i'm i'm being healthy and i'm coming up out of this piece i hope stronger and um just more refreshed and focused on, yeah. on things yeah and also what's important to me too is converting my transactional relationships to to meaningful relationships too so mm-hmm. oh look at there yeah i only got about five friends so it, <laughs> it ain't gonna be hard and, three, <laughs> and two of them are on the phone and two of them oh. and the other one is in the room right so yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh that, absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah. the general yeah. is the general oh there we yeah. go okay so 
So then, okay, so that's what you're doing. You're eating healthy. I am eating like a pig, and I'm going to take it to the snicker. So mm, whatever, okay. y'all just get used to it. I'll need the um, seatbelt extender. Okay. Yeah, and we'll be doing those. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever and they you, let us go you, back outside. And look, and you, and you, and you, you're going to love it. Yes. Okay? And you're, so, and you're, and you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love it. Okay? Okay. Yes, okay. indeed. Okay. Uh, you know what? It feels uh, we haven't been together in a minute um, since what mm-hmm. Richmond. We were at Richmond um, for right. our last mm-hmm. just a couple um, weeks. Yeah, some weeks ago. About a month ago. About a month. Really? About a month. It okay. was in early I, March. Richard, still week. It was in early March. Yeah, you're about a month ago. Oh, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah but it's, it in just fact, feels. So, it may even it may even be an exact month. It weren't we It there has on the been 10th? a little longer than a month, Tony. To be exact. Well, you know what. It is. It yeah, was the we seventh and the eighth. This, it was the seventh yeah, and, and eighth. Today, and what's today? Happy today. Yeah. Yeah, happy anniversary ago. of not seeing you all in a month. Yeah. 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 Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, cue the music. <laughs> cue the music. <laughs> cue the music. What is that? And that's that on that. Yep. It's been fun. Now we're done. Mm-hmm. But now we're done. Now we're done. Um, you've yeah. been listening to the four thoughts of our founders, the Higher Education Leadership Foundation. Give it up for Melva, Christy Williams. <laughs> And uh-huh. Alfred Anthony Finkard All and right. Gregory <laughs> D. D's. He All won't right. tell us what the D stands for. Um, but it's been a blast, man. I appreciate y'all. It has been. Thank you. Yeah, let's do appreciate it. You all. Again, love you soon. All. Love you. Very I soon. Love you guys. Love you guys, too. Good. Y'all be good. All right. Greg, Greg all right. sends his typical, simple, easy head nod. And gets them our very, very best. All right. All right. Y'all be good. Thank you, everybody. All right. You as well. Bye now.